Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to another episode of the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Debbie Stewart. Today is the last episode of season two, so Debbie and I will be highlighting our favorite moments from each episode. I love it when we do this. I love our highlight reel from the year, and really, I love reminiscing about God's faithfulness, the way the Lord has directed, the way the Lord has helped people, and we hope today will give you a lot of encouragement and inspiration and hope to what the Lord is doing in your life. Yes, I'm kind of sad it's the end of season two, but... But way. Season Season three. three, I know it's going to be awesome. We've already been planning and we'll be back hopefully in January. Perfect. Okay. So let's dive in. Uh, The first episode we did, Debbie, was actually you and I, our Even If Continued episode, which is um, an episode that we did as a recap of our women's conference in August. And I think still my biggest takeaway from that episode and from that event um, was what Mike Todd shared about um, it's not safer in the shallow. And we think that it is because we can air quotes here control mm-hmm. things better there but it's time for us to go deep with God and I loved that. I did too and especially the challenge if you were not familiar with our if conference every year we do a women's conference As a matter of fact go ahead and mark your calendar uh it's going to be in April April uh, uh it's the last weekend of April. It's <laughs> last weekend of April. Excuse me I'm not having my calendar in front of me but uh women's conference in April and we use that time to really challenge women and call them to a deeper walk uh with the Lord. I think that was my my biggest takeaway from our last conference is we had a variety of speakers and although they had much different approach they all led to coming back like a spiritual comeback and a seriousness. We we heard stories of people that really it costs them to walk out their faith uh, and live a life uh, following Jesus. So it was a great weekend. And just the connection between women, those food trucks weren't bad either. I love those. No, they were not. They were good. Yeah. If you haven't joined us previously, and if you're in the Tyler area, I think we've had ladies drive in two or three hours oh, yeah, to get there. Sure. So you're welcome to drive in, fly in if you want. We're excited. Um, we're excited. Um, okay. So the next episode was on friendship and Whitney, Nancy, Holly, and Stacy <laughs> came and just shared about their friendship and their husband's friendship. And it was so sweet to just hear their stories, but I really liked the verse that they shared in Proverbs 21, 27, 17 it says iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. And this for me was such a good reminder that it matters who is sharpening you. That's so true. And I love that because I'm a product of that. I'm a product of other women making a spiritual investment in my life. And this really wasn't our idea. This is the Lord's idea. He says that you are better together. Mm-hmm. He says that two are better than one so that when one falls, someone can lift him up and then our whole life together ministry initiative is based on Romans one twelve that we might be mutually strengthened, encouraged, and comforted by each other's faith, both yours and mine. That's good. Um, well, and after that, Christy Garland came and shared her story of uh, loss and just the, her testament to the Lord's faithfulness, faithfulness was so impactful to me. Um, she shared with, with us a verse in Lamentations 3, 22 through 24, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. And if you haven't heard her story, you definitely want to go back and listen to that episode. And just hearing of how she lost her husband, but what the Lord has done through that is 
Incredible. Uh, I tell you what impacted me about her story was her story of forgiveness that was woven throughout all of that, even though it was a loss of her husband and she had just had little children, little twins, mm-hmm. uh, what had happened in her life and how the Lord called her to this place with Him, even though it was through suffering and how the God's Word says that even in times of suffering, those can be beneficial to us if we walk through those times of sorrow, times of devastation, times of transition, if we will focus on Him, if He will be our portion. I love that scripture because it really gives a choice to us. Therefore, I will hope in Him. That's our choice to make. And it's important we make that every day. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Next, we had Ashley Bowman come and share about caring for aging parents, um, which I don't remember if I said this on the podcast or not, but Ashley was actually one of my Sunday school teachers Mm -hmm. growing up. And Mm -hmm. so it was so cool to get to catch up with her and get practical tips. Uh, Debbie, you know, and we found in our women's ministry, we have a lot of women who are in that sandwich generation. Mm -hmm. So they have kids maybe graduating or getting married, and then they have parents who are aging and maybe declining cognitively. And so it was cool to hear Ashley share some practical advice on diving into end-of-life care. Well, and I want wisdom. uh, A lot of our generation, like you mentioned, are that way. They have adult adult children, if that's not an oxymoron, adult children on one side and aging parents on the other and having to make decisions for their parents that are best for them, even when parents maybe disagree about that. So uh, my generation is really talking a lot about how do we do this the right way? How do we honor them, but yet keep them safe and keep them intact um, when making medical decisions? Sometimes it's emotional. There's sometimes dementia involved in that. So gosh, it is a hard place to to be in. So I loved her her um, just practical advice along yes. those areas. Excellent podcast. Very practical. Absolutely. And then next we had Erin Carey, who's a nutritionist in town. Um, and she did a two-part episode on mental health, shame, identity, and the gut-brain connection. And Debbie, let me Which tell you. Which you know I love. <laughs> oh, yeah. I nerded out. I don't know if that's a word or not, <laughs> yeah, but it is, it is now. now. Um, listening to that episode yeah. and hearing kind of the scientific side of mental health and how everything is so intricately connected. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was fascinated by the way that she shared things like a mother, choices a mother makes and what they eat or do or whatever can affect a baby growing in her womb and then how our environment can affect us and even that gut-brain connection and how what we put in our gut and what affects our gut is affecting our mental health. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I know. So I really need to stop with the Mexican food on some of that. But the clinical side to all of that was so fascinating to me as well. Not only is there a spiritual side, there's that clinical side, there's the emotional side. And one of the reasons we do this is for the emotional well-being, not just the physical well-being of women, but emotional well-being, the mental health. Uh, That uh, is really an important part of, of a woman growing in her relationship with the Lord, growing in her relationship with other people. And He created our bodies to heal itself. And so I, I just asked, had to ask myself, what hinders my own healing? I've, I've recognized because of some of the choices that I've made, maybe some habits that I have instilled, that I can hinder my own healing that the Lord desires for me because He made my body, soul, mind, spirit altogether to heal itself. So I love that episode as well. That's such a great take on what's hindering your own healing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think we do that without even realizing. 
Yeah. And we think they're not connected. Things in our life, I'm learning that more and more. Things are connected. Spiritual things are connected. Things that happened in our past connected to our future. Things going on in our mind. Remember that thing we've said over and over, what, what you think about grows, and that will create some emotions out of what we continue to just dwell on over and over. So we want to dwell. That's been a word this year we've used. We want to dwell with the Lord and not dwell on the things that have happened and how they affect us. Well, and you mentioned what think about what you think about grows. That ties right into our next podcast episode mm-hmm. oh, yes. with Mary Catherine Wilson on overcoming disordered eating. Um, and she's a friend of mine from high school. And so it was fun getting to catch up with her and hear her story of things that were going on when I knew her that I really had no idea about. Um, and she really shared about her eating disorder um, and how the Lord has walked with her through that. But what I loved about her episode was she challenged us, whether we struggle with an eating disorder or not, to take our thoughts captive. And she shared Second Corinthians 10.5 that says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Mm. Listen, I love that. The thought that my thoughts have to obey Christ. I love that because my thoughts are all over the place most of the time. And they are running wild most of the time, things that are going on. And so when the Bible says your thoughts, if you pray and ask the Lord to bring your thoughts captive under obedience to Christ, they have to obey the Lord. Here's how I uh, memorize that. And I hope this is helpful helpful to our listeners. I memorized it, 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. So I think of it along the lines of a military command, like 10, 4. Yes, sir, 10, 4, I got you. I am following this command, when when my mind starts going down a, a dark path sometimes or going down a different path than the Lord desires for me to be on, Lord, 10-4, you are the king, you are the captain of my life, and I ask you to bring my thoughts captive. Do you know that we have, according to that scripture, divine power to demolish strongholds. You do not have to be captive to your thoughts, to everything that happens in your life. You have divine power to demolish strongholds. Oh, that's good. Uh, Next, we had Kara Mosby join us and talk about joy. And she had such a unique perspective on the concept of joy. And I loved getting to hear a view that I honestly had never heard on joy before. Uh, One thing I've been trying to put into practice since that episode is expressing joy on my face when I'm around people. Mm -hmm. I'm the type of type A personality. I want to get stuff done, very task oriented. Mm -hmm. And so it's easy for me to go into focus mode and rush from task to task or thing to thing or place to place. And I forget to notice people. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really fun trying to slow down and be intentional and interact with people and express joy to them just using my face. Like, I don't even have to have a conversation with you. That's mm-hmm. right. And um, you can have joy. This is this is a, an unusual thought, but just, just think about this for a second, that you can still be joyful. You can still have joy in the midst of suffering, in the midst of difficulty or painful circumstances. We're not really talking about happiness here. We're talking about the joy that comes from Jesus Christ, that you can be stable, that you can be calm, and you can be at peace 
Even in a storm, you can be anchored. The Bible says in Hebrews that your word is an anchor, steadfast and sure. And I think that word joy is also tied a lot to contentment. Just done that study of the Israelites in Numbers, and they the truth is they were never really happy. They were never really content or joyful in anything that the Lord did, even though He provided for them, He protected for them, He uh, led them in every way. They never really even seemed like they liked him at all. And I know that at this part of the year, November, we start making our list of what we're thankful for. We get out our shirts, thankful and blessed. But if we could have that mentality year round, that we can be content, that's where joy breeds. And that's where joy thrives is when in our heart and in our mind, we are content. Well, and it's like the verse that reminds us, I think it's in Nehemiah, where it talks about the joy of the Lord is yes, our strength. Yes, our strength. That's yes. true. Good. Um, the next episode we did was with Linda Phelis, and we called it Proactive Grief because mm-hmm. she really took grief that she had experienced with the loss of her mom and transformed it into a ministry. And it was so encouraging to see how she does that and how um, she's gotten to be part of these women's lives and gotten to pray with women who have breast cancer and are entering such a scary time in life. Um, and just hearing some of her stories of getting to watch the Lord's redemption in that, it was beautiful. I loved how she showed us how one woman could have an impact, how one woman could make a difference. I think it was Oswald Chambers that wrote in his book, My Utmost Forest Highest. I actually think it was in November, at one of the days in November devotional, it said, one woman is of priceless value to God's kingdom, and you may be that woman. And she was just one woman in the circumstances that the Lord had allowed in her life who wanted to make a difference, who wanted to connect with other people. And through that um, particular episode, there was a lot of proactive um, decisions. I know of a couple of women who had a mammogram because she challenged the women to do so. And they said, you know what? I took her up on that challenge and I finally did it. So that's what we love about our podcast. We want to move you to action. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Next, we had Leanne Kirkendall come on and talk about some questions that she has been working through with the Lord. Let me tell you, those questions hit me to my core. Me too. She was not even playing. No. And that first question, who asked you to feel? I was like, oh, we're going deep quick. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. it was such a good reminder. That one stood out to me the most, I think, because it is easy to base our decisions off of our feelings. But our feelings are not reliable. And oftentimes, if we base our decisions off of that, it's not a good steward of our time or resources. Well, we have to be so careful that our emotions, our feelings don't start driving us. Mm -hmm. Yes, they start deriving decisions. Then they start driving attitudes and actions. And before you know it, they have driven us off a cliff sometimes. They've driven us into dark places. They've driven us into broken relationships. And so we have to be careful that those feelings... So I love how she... Boy, she challenged us with that. Who who asked, is this from the Lord? And it, it's not, it's from the enemy. I loved her question, where are you? Mm-hmm. Where are you? You know, and in your, your life today, how did you get where you are? And where are you going? And so when the Lord asked, I think it, there's several people in God's word. He, she, Leanne referred to, she referred to Adam and Eve, but he also asked Hagar in the wilderness after she had left. He said, Hagar, where have you come from and where are you going? Uh, And the Lord knows where you have come from, and He knows the plan and the purpose for your life. So as we get in line for um, 
completing and fulfilling his destiny, we will end up in that place if we don't let our feelings start driving us. Yes, absolutely. Haley Taylor, who is your daughter, got to come be on an episode next. Um, And it was so great to finally meet her. I've heard you talk about her Mm -hmm. and your teaching, and it was so great to finally get to meet her and just to hear her story and her willingness to share about loss with our listeners. Um, I've already heard from several women who were impacted by her story. Um, And I think one of my favorite things that she shared was how her husband, Chris, read scripture over her as they processed grief together. That is just beautiful to me. That was a hard one for me to not only listen to, but we've walked through our daughter uh, through this process. The The episode uh, details her journey with the Lord and her family, our family journey through the Lord. She has been pregnant nine times, but she parents three. So we have been through infertility, miscarriage, and infant loss. We buried a little baby granddaughter. And so what I want you to know, listeners, from her story is how important and vital it is to share your story. Mm. The easiest thing in Haley's life to do is just to be keep that private and say, this happened to me and it's none of anybody else's business and I'm dealing with it and I'm trying to just get through it. And what we've learned is as you share that, then it becomes helpful to other people. The Bible says that people are won by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. That very next Sunday, we heard from a dear friend who the day that that podcast was released, her daughter had had a miscarriage. And we have learned so many other people that have benefited. So what what we want to say is share your story. This is a safe place to do that and to let people know the life lessons that you've learned, the promises that you were clinging to, and the way that you were um, able to walk through a difficult time in life that's always helpful to other people. Let's do life together. So I'm so glad she was willing to do that for us. And it's a reminder that you're not alone. You're not And it's been interesting to me when we walk through difficulty, when we had our prodigal son, up until that point, I really didn't even know anyone that had a prodigal, never really heard anybody talk about that. The minute I started talking about it, it felt like women were coming out of the woodworks telling me about their prodigal child. The same happened when we began to talk about miscarriage. Several women said, me too, that happened to me too. And I don't know why it is so comforting, but it is to hear someone say, that happened to me too, because you know they understand. We just had a baby, a new baby grandson who was born four weeks early, and so he was in the NICU, and he's been struggling along this this little two-week life journey so far. And I've heard so many people come to me and tell me their story of their baby being in NICU or being born early, and I didn't even know that. It's been so helpful, so comforting to my family. Well, and we were created for community, and I think the devil would like nothing more than for us to isolate ourselves and think, oh, we're alone, nobody else has felt this or experienced this, and that's just not true. Or that it's some level of punishment of some kind or something because of something you did. Oh, I'm telling you, the enemy has worn us out with, you know, what caused this? It reminds me of what the Bible says in John 9. Why was this uh, boy b- born blind? Was it the sin of his mom or was it the sin of his dad? And Jesus said, neither. It was so that the works of God could be displayed. And so when we tell our story, we're sharing about the goodness and the Mm -hmm. faithfulness of God at work through those times. Absolutely. The next episode we did, Debbie, was you and I again, and you shared with us some life lessons from the book of Numbers that you've been doing in Bible study this semester. I still think my favorite 
or the biggest standout to me was Numbers 28 about how our worship is meaningless if we have not prepared our hearts to worship our Savior. And that idea of approaching worship and the throne of Christ with gratitude and thanksgiving. I had no idea there was so much to learn in my own life from the book of Numbers. We did 36 life lessons in 36 minutes. So if you'll go back and listen to that, it hit some high points. The the thing that the Lord really impressed upon my heart through that, really so many things, but two stand out. One is this, they were always moving but never making progress. That's me. I'm always busy. I'm always doing things. I'm always taking care of business, have my action plan, have my things to do list. But with him, they never made spiritual progress and they never fulfilled the destiny that God had planned for them. Their stubbornness kept them out of the promised land. It wasn't the enemy. It was their attitude. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, The last episode that we did before this one was Hospitality and Holiday Traditions with Margie Frank. And Margie's our new discipleship pastor's wife, and we have loved getting to know her. Um, And she shared a lot of really great things about hospitality and just as we come into this holiday season. Um, But my non-spiritual takeaway from that episode (laughs) was that the Franks start listening to Christmas music on October 31st. And let me tell you, I joined them this year and I have been a very hardcore, don't listen to it until the day after Thanksgiving, maybe the the evening of. Respect the turkey. But uh, I'm really enjoying listening to it earlier. I think it made an impact. And now that my kids are grown and we look back and we talk about things that we did as a family when they were younger, I had no idea how valuable little traditions, even silly little things that we used to do became so meaningful. It's a very meaningful memory in their lives. And I think that it's brought a level of stability. And what I've really enjoyed watching is how now they have instilled those same family uh, traditions and those same little things that we used to do are instilling those with their kids kids and with their families. And it just shows you how an attempt to bring your family together and uh, focus on the season and the the meaning behind that is so important, whether it's with your kids, if you have small kids, or maybe it's with your grandkids, or maybe you don't have kids at all. Maybe you've never married. It's just the people that you do life with. Mm-hmm. Green Acres exists to transform lives with the truth of Jesus. And if you've not found your people, if you've not found community, if you're not connected to a body of believers wherever you live, we want to invite you to come and find your place here Absolutely. and build your faith and start those traditions with the people around you. Don't have to be people you're related to. I can assure you I am far closer to my church family than the family, my extended family that I was born into. So we appreciate just the opportunity to be able to serve you. And the Lord is doing something very unique, very Mm -hmm. unusual here at Green Acres. I am having so much fun being a part of that. So we're not sure where life has left you at the end of 2021. No doubt some unexpected things happened in your life. No doubt, perhaps there are people that were in your pictures at the beginning of the year that are no longer there. I want to remind us what the Bible says in Psalm 6511. The Bible says that you, speaking of the Lord, you crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. Isn't that just like the Lord? Oh, so good. Well, Debbie, you know that we close every episode with something that we're loving and something that we're learning. So in the spirit of this being our recap (laughs) episode, I think we'll both share and I can go first to give you some time to think about it. 
Um, I am loving my Ember coffee mug. My <laughs> parents got it for me for my birthday, and it keeps your coffee warm. And so you just set whatever temperature you want it to go to, and it keeps your coffee warm. And I really love that. I love that, too. I love flannel. (laughs) I love when it gets uh, cold outside, and I like to have my comfy, cozy flannel and uh, sit out on the porch in cold weather. That's something that I'm loving right now. Well, what are you learning? Well, I've been reading in James lately. Mm. Um, Oh, fun. (laughs) Yeah, right? I finished up Proverbs, and the Lord was like, you need to go to James. And I was like, are you sure? Mm -hmm. And I have really just been learning. I think it's James 3 talking about um, the power in our tongue. And mm-hmm. I keep coming back to the verse that talks about you curse one another with the same mm. mouth that you bless the Lord with. And the Lord has just really been on me lately about making sure every single thing is edifying to the Lord. And not necessarily that it isn't cursing to other people, but that it's edifying to the Lord and blessing Him. Mm-hmm. I'm learning about stillness. I- I'm not really talking about lack of activity, like sit still, although I could certainly benefit from that. I'm talking about in my mind and in my emotions. Psalm 107, I don't know, maybe verse 30-something says that when he calms the storm, that what a blessing was that stillness. And the Lord is reminding me that sometimes I forfeit his blessings in my life because I will not be still to receive it. Well, we're glad you joined us today, and we look forward to serving you again next semester. When does our Season 3 start, Taylor? Season 3 will start in January. Okay. Watch our social media to see the exact date. Thanks for listening to the Equip Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops. And follow us on social media to stay connected. We're at GABC underscore women. See you next time.